Breaking news. Co-host Ian has been brought in for questioning to answer to allegations of conspiracy to harbor anti-imperial forces. And later, we get to sit down with the Dark Lord himself to talk to him about his new book, The Art of Altering the Deal. Those stories and more, and loving. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. I am a spark of concern. Ian, joining me, as always, is my co-host, a spark of ambition, John. And for the first time, joining us on Hoth Topics, we have Megan from the Spark of Hope podcast. She is our spark of hope today. Thank you for joining us, Megan. How are you doing? Oh, I love that. I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. Absolutely. We are happy to hear from more Star Wars podcasters because we got to stick together in this this crazy world. Very right. Megan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and what exactly Spark of Hope is? Okay, well, my name is Megan, of course. I am from a small area in Illinois, northern Illinois, actually just a couple hours outside of Chicago. So having celebration here basically at home was really amazing this year. I am in my mid-30s. I'll just throw that out there. Um, And I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I started my podcast I don't, it's not quite been a year. I honestly don't remember. It was last summer sometime. So we're going on a year here pretty quick. So basically the reason I started my show, well, I had thought about doing a podcast for a really long time. Sometimes I'm slow moving on things and trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. And it took me a long time to actually come up with Spark of Hope, but I wanted to be clever. So I was like, I'm going to go back to the movies and see what I can find. And then I found that that verbiage in the last Jedi crawl. And I'm like, this is perfect. We tried to be clever too. And it took us a while to land on, on hot topics. We discovered someone else was clever before us. And so we had to rearrange everything that we had set up. Yeah, I know. I looked cause I was going to do like galaxy of hope, galactic hope. I was trying to think of all these words to fit together. And then there was like some random websites out there that had similar names and I was like, I, I gotta yeah, exactly. think of something that is is nowhere else. So, so yeah, I love hot topics. <laughs> I keep wanting to say hot topics, but that's play on words. I love it. it. It's 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 amazing how many times people will hear hot topics, the name, and just be like, hot topic, hot topic, hot topics, like just <laughs> completely <laughs> two plurals, guys, two plurals. <laughs> Well, uh, so what kind of stuff do you cover on uh, Spark of Hope? So my podcast is, well, the reason I started it was because I was diagnosed with breast cancer two and a half years ago. Happy to say I'm cancer free now. That's fantastic. While going through treatments, Star Wars was with me. Every time I wore a Star Wars t-shirt, I watched the movie because my treatments are like four to five hours long. So... After everything happened, I'm like, what What can I do? What creative thing can I do to talk about what I went through, talk about being a Star Wars fan, and kind of bring hope to other people going through really difficult times? First, I had started a blog called I Rebel My Cancer War, and each blog was a title, like sort of a recreation of a title of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Um 
And then I was like, I, I was meeting so many people that either were had cancer, were going through treatments, or went through like some other really difficult times in their lives. And I'm like, I want to highlight these people because there's so many of us out there, whether it's a medical thing, whether it's, you know, dealing with anxiety, depression, or just anything really difficult in their lives. But using Star Wars to sort of help get them through it, I thought was just this really amazing combination. So that's what inspired me to start this podcast. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, That really hits home for me personally. As our viewers know, my mother is also a brain cancer survivor. She's uh, a, I'm sorry, she's also a cancer survivor. She had brain cancer uh, during her treatments. Star Wars was what helped me be strong and allowed me to have that hope that I could then project on to her when she was going through her treatments. So the healing power of fandom is a, is, is a very big and powerful thing, and I think it's amazing that you are projecting that out into the universe. It is much needed. You guys know sometimes the discourse in, in Star Wars fandom is insane. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, Madness. It's Madness, and I do talk about that a lot with my guests, because um, most people I've met through Twitter, and so that's sort of where I see most of the craziness. Um, mm-hmm. But to try to find a way to be like, all right, so this is just like Star Wars brings people together, but it's not the only thing. Um, supporting mm-hmm. each other, you know, that's amazing that you, as not the cancer patient, but as the cancer patient supporter, were able to use Star Wars to help you is is so important too because you're you're going through a lot watching your loved one deal with this really crazy thing that's happening to them. And I and that's just as important. So it was really important for me to share the love and support and hopefulness and and all of that stuff um throughout my podcast and and hopefully in other ways. It really, it really does show. Absolutely. Uh, what was your first uh, Star Wars memory like? Was it a movie or show, like like droids or Ewoks? So, I was born in the early '80s, but I had you know missed the original mm-hmm. trilogy. It was either not born or way too young to see it. The, my first Star Wars memory, I just laugh every time I think about it. Because I do, I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood, but I do vividly remember her buying R2-D2 under ruse for me. <laughs> huh. And I don't know how, I was, I was old enough to talk, but like still figuring out my words. So instead of calling R2-D2 R2-D2, I called him Artie Duty. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. Because... <laughs> That's, I had no idea who R2-D2 was. I just knew I had these underoos that I wore with RT duty on them. And, but then for the longest time, like, I didn't really know what Star, like, I had heard about Star Wars. I had never seen the movies mm-hmm. until I was a teenager when the special editions came out in the, in the 90s. So there was sort of this long span of time. And the funny thing is I'm, like, I love sci- sci-fi movies and adventure. I loved Harrison Ford. He was the one that got me into Star Wars 
because I loved Indiana Jones and I loved him in The Fugitive. Kind of young maybe for that movie, but I loved that movie. <laughs> and then when the special editions were coming out, I'm like, oh my gosh, Harrison Ford's in the movie, so I have to go see it. And then I was hooked from there. I was a Star Wars fan for life. That's fantastic. Harrison Ford is not normally... Usually I hear, and in, it was the case for me, I found Harrison's Ford career after Star Wars. Like, Star Wars was my introduction to Harrison Ford, but you kind of did the opposite. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I'm, I like, the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom used to be on all the time, you know, in syndication, and for whatever reason, that was the movie I would watch all the time. I just loved him in it. And then The Fugitive was on all the time. So huh. it's like, give me more Harrison Ford. Shaking his finger and pointing at yeah. random people. That's like, that's <laughs> a thing that you notice. Every Harrison Ford movie has him shouting and pointing, wagging his finger at somebody. I have <laughs> seen that YouTube compilation video at it's, one point. It's amazing. <laughs> that's, a th- that's a thing he does in every movie. Yeah, it's absolutely a thing. Yeah. Yep. So... What's what's a favorite thing about Star Wars that you kind of take away from it? What makes you happy about the franchise or your favorite parts, characters, plots, anything like that? I think overall for me, it's just the experience of watching the movies. Every time I watch them, I just get this happy feeling because I feel like I've gone on this amazing adventure with these characters. Han and Leia have always been my favorite characters, not just because Harrison Ford plays Han, <laughs> but uh, it just, and it, it's not about them having, you know, like a, a romantic relationship. I just loved those two characters, the way they played off each other and the other characters. And they have the literal best quotes in, in the entirety of Star Wars, in my, just in my opinion, because, you know, we all have our own personal preferences. And then ultimately, the story is about hope for mm. me and love and doing what you can to make things better. So I feel like I really connect with that. Um, and that for whatever reason, I really connect with all of the force lore. Um, yeah. Fellow forcey. Like I'm, yes. I'm so into that. Like that, that is my favorite part, you know, when they really dig down and sort of talk more about um, the force, where it comes from. It's not just about floating rocks. Lift, lifting rocks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that was a good Yoda. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. So on on the the subject of hope, because it is a, an underlying theme throughout the, the whole of Star Wars. What, what is what is one of your favorite hopeful moments? You know, your spark of hope. It's it's a podcast about that hope. So what what's what's a what's a particular scene or maybe one of the movies that represents that most for you? That is a great question, and honestly, I don't know that I've really thought about a specific moment um, because overall, I just it's an overarching theme for me i think that if i break down like the prequels and the original and the sequels and rebels i think probably i know there's this really great moment in rebels with Hera where she says we have hope Mm. 
Mm. And in Rogue One, oh yeah, rebe- rebellions are built on hope. <laughs> I think Cassian says it, and then Jin says it at some point. Um, when Poe says, "We are the spark that will light the fire," I, I think those little moments. Anything with Leia, you know, she's been through so much, and, and for me overall, she sort of represents hope. Help me, Obi. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Like, yeah, definitely those little moments, I think, throughout um, really register with me. Uh, is there something, an upcoming project that you're looking forward to a lot in Star Wars? I mean, other than Episode mm. Nine. Because uh, we're all excited for Episode Nine. Yeah. Even the people uh, who say they're not excited for I Episode know. Nine, you're going to be in the theater they're, with us. We know. They, yeah, absolutely. Um, episode Nine, the, the new season of The Clone Wars... I'm really excited for. I think the Mandalorian is going to be really cool. Um, I'm really excited about some of the books. I have Master and Apprentice. I haven't read it yet. I've heard so many good things about it. I'm really excited to read read yeah. Master and Apprentice. And I got to meet Claudia Gray at Celebration. Oh, that's so awesome. That was really cool. And she's just, I mean, she has... All the books she's written in the Star Wars universe have been just amazing. So I, I am looking forward to that. That's fantastic. I uh, uh, special shout out to friend of all podcasts, Tim, <laughs> for picking me up a copy at Celebration. Nice. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he didn't get to see Claudia Gray. He was trying, but uh, it, it didn't work out. But uh, yeah. Tim Tim's awesome, and he Go was over Tim. You know, uh, when it, when when that question comes to mind, my brain doesn't automatically go to the books or the comics. But like mm-hmm. n- when you said that, I'm sitting here going like, "Oh yeah, I really have been enjoying those." Well, and they're great. I don't want to call them fillers because they're not just fillers, but they do fill in a lot of the things that we don't know yet, and there's so much we still don't know. Yeah. So, one thing I'm looking forward to past episode nine is more of the books and the comics filling in that missing information. And, you know, perhaps Star Wars Resistance will help fill that in and mm-hmm. we'll get more media to fill in that that gap between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's still so much. It's never going to end. And I love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's I I am enjoying the I'm gonna get Star Wars until I die and this yep. is in the, the yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> because for a while there we didn't think that was gonna happen yeah it it's a weird thing because you know we've got people who were around at the in in the era of the original trilogy and when that first came out but there there was such a dry spell in between content whereas when when I was old enough to sort of process Star Wars, it was around the prequel era. And comparatively, you know, there after the prequels, there wasn't too much of a time gap between that and new content. So there's always kind of been something Star Warsy out and around in my life. And I can't imagine going through the drought of when they were figuring out the expanded universe yeah. and figuring out, you know, Oh, how, how is, cause that's, that's great that, you know, they have that, all those, I just, they call it legends now, all the legends material, but like to, to be around when they were trying to weave and connect those dots, that sounds mm-hmm. that 
Oof, that sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like a rough time. <laughs> <laughs> so you should have just done what I did and just become a Star Trek fan. Oh. just content until uh, just con- always content. <laughs> always content. Yeah, even now, even to this day. Yep. Still, still trekking. Hashtag still trekking. <laughs> that's our that'll be our star trek podcast <laughs> i, like I am it. i am positive that that's taken <laughs> that yeah, is, we, is way too easy we didn't think we didn't think hot topics would be available that's true yeah, it was but general grievances was that was messed up yeah that was our that was our first podcast name and like we, we got to conception phase and started registering emails and stuff and then we went huh maybe we should double check one more time sure <laughs> enough we found another podcast called general grievances uh well there's one more question in this in this bracket of questions so megan what is your most controversial star wars opinion Ooh, that's a again a hot topic um i don't know that i have a truly controversial Star Wars opinion perhaps this might be but I am a huge fan of the prequels and The Phantom Menace is probably in my top four Star Wars movies respect respect and as a teenager new Star Wars fan I mean I was all about Padme so that like episode one was just I didn't have the internet. I wasn't online checking out what other people thought. You know, I didn't have any preconceived notions about anything. I just knew that Natalie Portman was in the movie and she was the same age as me. And I'm like, (laughs) wow, this is so cool. And I just loved it. I loved every moment of The Phantom Menace. That's really awesome. I've I've been really enjoying the last few years this resurgence of prequel love. Because as, yeah. as the people that grew up with it are you know, becoming the age of the people that hated it, the old guys are kind of getting pushed out, and this, this love for those movies is, is coming to the forefront. And it's so great like to see Ahmed Brest at, at Celebration uh, last year when they had Chris, uh, Hayden, Hayden Christensen, Christensen show up. And just the amount of love that's shown to those guys was, was just really overwhelming. Yeah, it was amazing. And I saw so many... Queen Amidala costumes, just it was it was so great, and I was just so happy. There was so much love for the prequels. I missed the Phantom Menace panel. I was really bummed. I haven't oh. watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, I was just so glad that they that they did that at Celebration. And and the other thing too is that I think the people who were kind of brainwashed into not liking them because I I was one of those people. Where as a kid, I, I you know I very much enjoyed the prequels, and then you you go to high school, and all you want to do is fit in, and right. everybody everybody's opinions change, and you essentially get Stockholm syndrome into disliking them. I think a lot of people like me have recently seen this resurgence of love for it, and that has rekindled our love for those movies as well. Just going in and being able to say, like, man, what what was I trying to accomplish here with this negativity? Uh, this is this is dumb. Uh, these movies are are Star Wars, and therefore important to the overall Star Wars fandom and love, and deserve credit. You know, absolutely. 
Yeah, I was with, I was with you, Ian. Like the, uh, I I, I disliked mm-hmm. it because it was the cool thing to do. But I'd always defend the pod racing scene. And the more the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, well, this scene was also good, and this scene, like, ask. Ah, so, John, I don't think you and I have ever actually covered our most controversial Star Wars opinions. So, fair's fair. We 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 did just make Megan share hers. Yes. So, what what is what is your most controversial Star Wars opinion? Okay, fair enough. Empire Strikes Back is not even in my top four of Star Wars movies, but I have a very bizarre introduction to Star Wars, which was watching the movies backwards. So I know the twist of Vader being Luke's dad going into it. And my first introduction to Stop Believing was the two Ewok movies and Star Tours. Wow. So those ones are always the ones I think of as my favorites, even though I look back and like they're not good movies, but they have such (laughs) such a place in my heart and place of nostalgia for me that like I can't I can't give them up. And the fact that that annoys people also makes me happy because I'm a little bit of a troll. <laughs> You're a lot of it. Yeah, of a troll. I'm a little bit. <laughs> uh, like, well, I think that's great because, like, you know, we all have our own path to Star Wars, mm-hmm. and we're all different. So why should it be the same for everyone? Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Makes me feel bad about my most controversial stories. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're not worming your way out of this. No, I'm not. Uh, my and moving on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to, to preface this, I I studied film, and you know, I, I I my life goal is to be involved in in film somewhere, and so because I have such a love for the way film tells stories, I do not like the fact that film novelizations novelizations of the films add extra scenes or extra dialogue and information into the books and that is considered i i I don't like that the novelizations are considered to be on par with the the films in terms of like what they have to offer in terms of the knowledge because i'm like uh you're adding stuff that the that the original creators of the film didn't put in or weren't able to put in so that's that's just like a weird pet peeve of mine, um, but that's just because I'm a I'm a film nerd, I guess. So. Well, I can I can definitely understand that because for the the viewers that are just watching the movies, they're not getting that information. So I think sometimes there can be confusion, like, oh, well, I read this in the novelization. Well, that didn't happen in the movie. Yeah, you know. So I I, I definitely see your point there. And um, it's not it's not like I'm discounting novels themselves you know oh, the claudia gray novels and and the the thrawn books and comics and all that i love that there's this if you want to dive deeper into star wars that that is available and all interconnected i love that what i don't like is that you have two conflicting sources of, of information for the same the mm-hmm. same story you know yeah that makes sense but yeah i actually had a i, th- I think we talked about it maybe on another podcast but somebody uh I had this realization. We were talking about uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the video game, and somebody put out a tweet, and it made me realize, like, oh, that that game is something different for every person that plays because each one of their characters is going to be different from everybody else who plays that character. So that kind of carries over and applies to Star Wars as a whole. It, it Star Wars is what you make it, and they're always the underlying themes that unify us all together as a fandom, but 
my experience as a fan is going to be different from Megan's experience as a fan. It's going to be different from John's experience as a fan. And then I get to yell at him on the internet for <laughs> having a different experience than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got the controversial opinions out of the way. Uh, everybody, you can, you can, you can come back now. It's fine. <laughs> Dust is settled. Uh, nobody's hurt. Megan, do you have any questions for us? Since you are, uh, this oh. is this is our first time interacting with you and uh, turnabout's fair play, as I said before. So, oh, yeah, okay. anything you'd like to know from uh, Hoff topics here? Um. Oh gosh, on the spot. Yeah, what? I'm really good at doing that, to people. <laughs> were you? Were both of you at? Did you both go to celebration? No. No. Unfortunately, not. Neither of you. Oh. Uh, uh, that's okay though. We, you know, we 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 got to hang out and watch the the live streams and yeah. you know experience it through both that and people like you and friend of all podcast Tim and our our buddy <laughs> Steve who all uh, went and uh, were able to to enjoy it. So, but supposedly uh, the next one is going to be in Anaheim. It is, which is yes, next year. I'm so excited. It, just like an hour away from us, so we're we're definitely we going to be there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I normally go to San Diego Comic Con since we live in San Diego, which I'm jealous and... of because I love San Diego. I've only been there once, but I had a fantastic time there. Oh, awesome! We'd be glad to have yeah, you. Come back. on back. Oh, I'm gonna come back um, definitely at some point. We'll do a we'll do a uh, do a podcast get together. Uh, San Diego Comic Con. They have a smaller sister comic. Uh, convention called WonderCon that's in Anaheim uh, that we we also go to every year because it's it's a lot smaller and it's a lot uh, it's a lot easier to deal with. It feels more intimate. Yeah, and there's a lot less people, but it's at the same place that Celebration's going to be held, and my cousin lives like two blocks nice. from it, so it's like a four dollar Uber <laughs> ride. It's yeah, awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I remember in twenty yeah twenty fifteen when it was in Anaheim. And I watched everything on the live stream. And I'm like, why didn't I go? Like, what <laughs> What am I thinking? And then when they announced Orlando, that so Orlando was my first celebration. Um, and in fact, I was, they had announced it in 2016. I got my tickets. Then I was diagnosed with cancer. And then I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to go to celebration. But I was, I had finished I had finished my like first part of my chemo and then had surgery and then was going to start radiation. And I go to my radiation oncologist and I'm like, so I've got this trip planned. You think <laughs> I could still go? And he's like, yeah, you could still go. So I missed my last two days of radiation to go to celebration and then came home and finished up. And I was like, it was the best. It was the best weekend after everything I had gone through. And then I was able to go to celebration and I'm like, I, I'm never going to miss a celebration. Ever. That's awesome. That is, <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. Are you uh, looking forward to the, the Disney parks opening up? Yes, I am. I am. A, I was trying to think before we knew it was going to be in Anaheim next year. Do I go to Florida? Do I go to California the first time? How long do I wait? to go to galaxy's edge because it's going to be insane yeah it's going to um, be so nuts 
So now I have my answer. It's still going to be insane during celebration because there's going to be every Star Wars fan there. But so I don't know. I so joke all, at celebration this year. I was kind of joking like, is the Star Wars celebration storyline actually longer than getting into Galaxy's Edge? Because it's pretty <laughs> comparable. When you get all these Star Wars fans in the same place, the lines are pretty long. That's true. Any convention or gathering, they're gonna yeah. be nuts. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to to get in and scope it out since again we're close by, but we gotta wait for a while because it's it's just gonna yeah. be <laughs> it's gonna be standing room only at that place for like six months <laughs> at least at least yeah you gotta give them a gotta give them a few months to to work out all the kinks right yeah and then that's true and then you <laughs> give them another six months to have all the everybody like actually go and figure it out and enjoy it and then you can start funneling in because that's how it is with every new land or ride or whatever yeah we all saw how the opening of jurassic park went <laughs> not, not they weren't they weren't ready and the dinosaurs got out life finds a way yeah <laughs> uh, now I'm just imagining the the animatronic condo just like oh. escaping <laughs> running around town I want to join his pirate crew if that happens Hondo's my favorite why do none of you have starships <laughs> I don't understand uh, I just want to hang out with the Hondo animatronic. Really, that's that's all I want to do. <laughs> well, you're gonna get your chance. Uh, all right. Uh, any other questions for us? I putting you on know. the spot again. I know. I know. <laughs> Why? Um, I'm trying to think what we talked about, so I don't ask a similar question. Repetition well, is the lifeblood of our podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite character in particular? I'll take this one first, John. Uh, I am a Obi-Wan Kenobi fan. Nice. I am. I love Obi-Wan. I think he's he's the perfect example of the best intentions of the Jedi at kind of like their worst point in history. Because really, that's that the whole point of the prequels and the the story of Star Wars was like, hey, the Jedi, really great idea. Execution got a little sloppy at the end there, and uh, I find I find Obi Wan equal parts uh, heroic and tragic. I mean, it helps that Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor and uh, James Arnold Taylor just bring that character to life in the ways that they do, and yeah. I'm a big Obi-Wan fan. Awesome. All right. My, mine is split between two, two people. I, as as I said, I want to hang out with the Hondo animatronic, and that's because Hondo is one of my favorite, like, newer created characters. Um, I just love that he is true to himself as a pirate and as a scoundrel. Like, in the Clone Wars, and they, they had captured Count Dooku, and they Obi-Wan and Anakin go to, go to, go to pay for him. I guess. Uh, yeah. And then and then he just turns around and captures them. Uh, I I've always enjoyed that. And like when uh, Ian and I play Dungeons and Dragons a lot, and I tend to play a lot of characters that are just like Hondo. He'll he'll work for the greater good if it if it suits him. If it's in your best interest. Yeah. <laughs> um. So between him with like the new canon, um, 
and and Grand Admiral Thrawn would be oh. the guy that's tied up there. Because after I discovered Star Wars, um, I went to the, the local library one day and I found I found the uh, Heir to the Empire books yes. uh, in the sci-fi section. Yeah. And I was maybe like six or seven when I found those. And they were definitely too big for me to read. Uh, so I would I would rent those or rent? Check borrow. Out. I'll go check out. Yeah, borrow. I'd borrow the uh, I'd borrow that trilogy and the Jedi Search trilogy, and I would just sit in my room and stare at the covers and imagine what was going on Aww. inside them. And then I discovered there was a thing called audiobooks, and um, it's really hard to read now because audiobooks exist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and when when they brought him back in Rebels, translating uh, this character from Legends that has like a twenty year history in the franchise. And still making him unique to kind of the new stories, but still having some of the aspects of the older character. And I thought that was really cool. And I really think they did a good job. Uh, they, they did a... That's awesome. I think one of my favorite things in Star Wars now is that they have the ability to to sort of pick and choose the Legends characters and, you know, inserting them into mm-hmm. now, into canon, um, current canon. And I, I did love how they brought Thrawn in because I I don't did they reveal that at Celebration Orlando I don't remember but I remember when the reveal happened I was like yes I can't <laughs> believe this is happening this is so awesome yeah I want to say they did it at Orlando because I might have actually been in that panel at that <laughs> it's so it's, <laughs> it's been so long it's been two years I don't remember but yeah that was a really cool introduction I, I love when they do things like that. I was one of the detractors uh, when it was first announced that they were way back in like what 2013, 14, when the whenever the acquisition happened. Mm. Um, I was one of the people who was just like, uh, I don't. Uh, a lot of my stories uh, seem to start with I didn't like a thing, and then I thought about it, and now I like the thing. Uh, <laughs> I originally because I had just kind of started dipping into what is now Legends material, and I was like. I don't want this to be like wiped out and then start anew, but the way that they've handled it has been really well done because those stories are still there. If you want to go back into the legends material and experience the extent expanded universe, like those, those stories are there. They're not going anywhere. They exist and they're still fun to go to. You know, I have several books on my shelf that are legends material that I'm, I'm well, they're in a box at the moment, but I'm excited to get into uh, and the way it, it's cool to see them explore new character, old characters and in a new way with new themes and new sort of situations like the Thrawn books have been some of my favorite new uh, new canon novels. Um, I'm halfway through Alliances. I haven't finished it yet. It's also in a box. I should probably get it out of the box. <laughs> I mean, that would be helpful to read. Yeah. It's not in a box. But, yeah. The, I'm telling you, man, audiobooks. Audiobooks. Yeah, dude, don't tempt me. It's, it's, it's all the fun of reading without having to pull a book out of a box. Well, I recommended uh, um, one of our one of our other listeners, a, a good friend of mine from, from my Idaho days, Taylor. He was looking for audiobook recommendations, and I was like, I know that these audiobooks exist and I know these books exist in audiobook form and I recommended the Thrawn books and he got back to me going like, dude, these are so immersive. They like do the voices and have like actual sound effects involved and all that. So 
it could really add to your experience. Apparently, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find out for myself. Well, uh, Megan, where can uh, our listeners find you and your show? So I'm on Twitter. My podcast is at Spark of Hope Pod. My personal Twitter is at MegZCull, two L's. Um, I do have a website for my podcast as well, sparkofhopepod.com. Excellent. I also have an, I don't have a podcast Instagram, but I do have a personal Instagram, which is the same handle as my Twitter. Fantastic. And we'll be sure to uh, put all those links in uh, the description for this episode. Awesome. Thank you. So that people can find you easier. Um, do you have any projects uh, other than your podcast or about your podcast that you'd like to share? Um, just with my podcast, I'm going to start adding in some blogs from people as well. So I'm really excited about that. I am also involved with the Unmistakably Star Wars podcast, which I'm on from time to time. Oh, and excellent. Yeah, and I write from for Fanthatracks too here and there, and we're we're actually um, starting an all female podcast, but I can't. That's all I can say. So something that, to look forward to. Something to look forward to. Yeah. the The great thing about mm. I mean, the great thing about celebration is being able to to meet and interact with people, um, but not just from America, from all over the world. And the Fanthatrackers are are mostly from uh, Europe. So it was really fun to interact with them and talk with them and, you know, kind of joke about our accents and how we say things differently. So, yeah, Very nice. it was, so it'll be a fun podcast because we're all um, from different places. So now I, I know we were kind of getting into the wrap up point, but something you said uh, actually uh, triggered a question for, for me. So. I, I love the fact that you are starting an all-female podcast and there's there's a big, very nice-to-see movement of bringing more of that diversity to the forefront in Star Wars, which is is very much needed. So what what has been that like and what where would you what more would you like to see done seeing this movement and this much needed change to fandom in general, but Star Wars specifically? Well, as a teenager in the area that I live with, live in, in the area that I live in, I live in a small area, um, and growing up, it was very difficult for me to, to express my fandom as a girl. And so for a long time there, like I, I mean, there were no clothes for women to buy and I didn't really talk about my love for Star Wars for a long time. And I think this this resurgence of the new movies being on social media, I've met so many people. We have like fangirls going rogue, who was the first female podcast. And those women are amazing. I love them all. There's Annalise, who's doing the documentary, Looking for Leia. There's Geek K, who writes for, who does so many amazing things, uh, Geek Fashion Galaxy, she writes so many blogs, like, we're getting there, there's so many female fans out there that are so creative, and 
I think it's just keep keeping on keeping on like keep doing it you know don't be afraid we need to not be afraid to show our fandom and to express how we're feeling and and to keep that going within Star Wars itself within the films you know we more characters more representation I think we're getting there I think we could it could happen a little faster on that end not necessarily in the fandom but I know there's a lot of uh talk Mm. about continuous talk about star wars um representing women better mm-hmm. i definitely think that could that still needs to happen that uh women in production in uh in the movies in re- authors we have so many great female authors in comics it just you know it really warms my heart that there's so many women out there that are doing amazing things um and we just got to keep going with it and and not be bothered by the naysayers and and really those people are very very small um group of people that just have a loud voice somehow well the the internet gives everybody a megaphone so yeah very very well said and uh i couldn't agree more And I mean, it's, it's, you know, to have support from, from you guys and from everybody else that, that I know, like, it really means a lot. And I think for me, it was just a lot of self-doubt, lack of confidence. And then I just sort of realized I can do this. You know, I can have my own podcast. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I don't have to be, you know, I don't have to have thousands of followers, but if, you know, I have a voice, we all have a voice and and to be able to realize that and be like, all right, I'm I'm just going to do something that is means a lot to me and means a lot to other people. That that is what it's about. And I think it's it's incredible. Um, and thank you, you got to you guys for you know highlighting those things too, because like you said, we're we may have all different, um, we may be from different places. We all have there's so many podcasts out there, but we're still a family. And to support each other is really, really important. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we kind of said when we first started this podcast is like, if we have like three people that listen to us, <laughs> like, that's fine. We're just going to keep going. Like, because yeah. we want to talk about this stuff. We want to meet people who are who are also interested in the things that we, we've been doing and and the Star Wars community. And I, I, I can't count the number of amazing people uh both star wars podcasting and and otherwise that we've encountered that just through doing this project and it's been it's been quite uh uh quite an experience so yeah absolutely couldn't agree more john you have anything to add on top of that um i guess the only thing to add is when when i started listening to podcasts specifically star wars ones i was i was excited to see that there was at least an emerging diversity in in the shows that i could listen to for a while i only wanted to listen to podcasts that had kids as hosts because i want to like i wanted to hear from somebody just getting into star wars like the excitement of it and and now um when we were uh ian you and i were setting up this project and i was looking at new podcasts to to send emails out to 90 percent of them were female-led and i thought that was so cool that and in this this kind of nerdy culture we live in which has predominantly been male dominated for you know since it since a nerd first existed uh that um all these women are finding vo- uh, a place to have their voice heard and i think that's that's so cool because it, it gives 
it not only gives us as fans a different perspective on on our fandom, but it also gives the people in charge making it, you know, another another venue to hear and to to listen to um, what what the community as a whole wants, and not just a a segmented part of it. Like you said, is the loudest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh huh. No. Yeah. I'm nodding. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Me too. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I got. I panicked because, like I was telling you earlier, my mic has a latency issue. Yeah. And so I'm like, wait, have I just been talking to the void? No, no, you're good. We just forgot we're not on scared. camera. <laughs> just sitting there going, uh-huh, uh-huh. I agree. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was actually kind of, it was fun when I was uh, gathering up the, the lists of uh, possible shows to send emails to. And I was like, I was struggling to find ones with male hosts that had just started. Because there's this... Um, the surge of of girls and and women doing uh, starting their shows it is yeah it was it was fun like I had to force myself to go listen to male demographic shows and like half the time I listen I'm like ah, this is not something I really want to support on this show <laughs> so and and the other thing too is like it's 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 fantastic to you know we we tend to think that we have an aversion to to you know opinions that aren't our own. And, you know, God knows, based on some of the things we talked about today, uh, sometimes it takes me a while to come around to other ways of thinking. But without this diversity in, in, in both the Star Wars community and, and communities outside, there, there are things that I would never have thought of. Uh, ways of looking at my experience with Star Wars that I would never have conceived of without hearing these other opinions and without hearing these other points of view you know from from a certain point of view the same thing can look can can look slightly different uh uh obi wanting it up right there but uh but i wasn't gonna say i i was i was too proud of that dumb joke so yeah in today's world, too many people are looking at differences and seeing something to avoid where we can learn so much more about each other and about the things that we love if we bring that in and, and look at those differences as learning opportunities. So to the and Star Wars is is a great is a great place for that to, to happen because of the themes involved with the story. You know, it's an entire modern mythology that has shaped literally generations of, of people. We've got, uh, we've got a diverse age range of fans from people who were there at the original conception to the prequel kids to the kids who are growing up now at, during the sequel trilogy. And it's just going to keep going on like that. It's a unifying factor, and we need to treat it as such. So absolutely nodding my head furiously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> L- loud nodding. Well, uh let's let's just remind everybody one more time uh where they can find you, Megan, since I kind of just like we're gonna end. No, we're not. I'm no, gonna start let's continue. Discussion. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can find my podcast at Spark of Hope Pod on Twitter. I have a website, sparkofhopepod.com. You can also email me at spark wait, sparkofhopepod at gmail.com. My personal Twitter <laughs> and Instagram is at Megzcull. Awesome. 
And if you would like to get a hold of us here at Hoth Topics, you can tweet at us on the Twitters at HothPod. You can also send us an email at HothPod at gmail.com or visit HothTopicsPodcast.com to see both this episode and many other episodes of John and I sitting down and talking to each other and random people about Star Wars. This is going to be our 30th episode, and we couldn't have gotten here without the support of people like Megan who are uh, come onto our show and help us explore the fandom. Um, this We've been at it for a year now, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, our other friends who have joined us on the podcast and gotten it to where uh, it is today. A friend of show, Tim, couldn't have we wouldn't have been pushing so hard if uh, <laughs> we hadn't actually discovered that you were a fan that was real and we could see we were starting to believe that uh, those people didn't exist. Jason from a conversation with thank you for being on our our podcast as well as Harry from the ranked list of everything. Uh, Steve from San Diego Sabers. Anybody else who supports the show, uh, roommate Mike, our friend Kai, uh, both who came on. Thank you so much for a year of great podcasting and looking forward to another one. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we would love to stay in contact and maybe have you on another time. And you've been an absolute pleasure to have on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I had such a great time with you guys. It was a lot of, a lot of fun chatting. Fantastic. Well, uh, that's it. Can't, for this. can't wait to see you at Celebration next Yay! week. Yay! Yeah. Celebration. We're already prepping, guys. Yes. Come on. We want to hear from everybody. That's going to do it for this episode of Hoth Topics. I've been Ian. I've been thoroughly distracted by a, uh, a indie movie coming out called The Velocipaster. <laughs> that has been John. That took me a moment. <laughs> That's been John and Meg. Thank you very much. We will see you next time. <laughs> the philosopher pastor. Uh... So, who talks first? Do you talk um, first? Um, I talk yeah. first. You know me, you, you I me. I can't understand you with the <laughs> whole apparatus.